Let's make today a great day. Today is a new day. This is the Daily Treasure Podcast. Hey everyone, this is episode one of the Daily Treasure Podcast. I'm your host, Abe, and I am excited and thrilled to be launching this podcast. And to start off, I'll give a little bit of organization, a little bit of an agenda, if you will, just to let you know how this podcast will flow, since it is the very first episode. I will begin by introducing myself. I'll let you guys know what I do and what I like to do. So I'll start there. And then I think that naturally will lead to the reason why I started this podcast, kind of what my vision is, what my goals are with with regards to this podcast. And then after that, I'll conclude the podcast by starting a series called 30 Before 30. And I'll get more into it, but I guess kind of the teaser or the sneak preview for that series is that I'm going to be talking about 30 things that I wish I had known or had done before I hit the age of 30. So very excited to get that kicked off with this episode. Uh, But yeah, I will talk about myself. I am a guy in his early 30s. By vocation, I am a full-time analyst in the field of government in terms of what I do part-time. Now I guess I'm a part-time podcaster, and so that's pretty exciting. I also blog as well. And I guess that's kind of started concurrently with this podcast. And both this podcast and the blog are named Daily Treasure. And the whole concept behind these two platforms is to really emphasize the importance of expressing gratitude on a daily basis and being able to identify at least one quote-unquote treasure on a daily basis to do it every day. But really speaking kind of on broader terms... I think the goal with both the podcast and the blog is ultimately to inspire others to live their best life, to be able to share some of my experiences and my stories and be able to inspire others, especially those who have gone through or are going through similar or the exact same things that I went through and to be able to help people along. And and I'll go more into it a little bit as I kind of express my passions and uh, my dreams and my goals in life, but it's going to tie in nicely when I go over that in a little bit. So a little bit more about myself other than what I do. How about what I like? How about the things that I like to do? I love running, which is funny and ironic because growing up, I actually did not like running and I am reminded of an instance in the third grade, so this is in elementary school, in the third grade, this was during PE class, and our class had to do the mile run, a one mile run, and it was typically done on a monthly basis, and the whole goal of running the mile month after month was to improve your time. And so I remember one one day, um, it was kind of, I think, around the morning. Yeah, it was around the morning. We had to do the mile run, and at the elementary school that I was going to, we basically had to do two laps around a grass field. 
So each lap equated to one mile, or sorry, a half mile. And then if you did two of those half mile loops, you end up running one whole mile. So I remember this one time I had started off running, felt good at the very beginning of the run and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running and as I approach the end of the first lap which would be the half mile marker I start to feel something rise up inside of me and I'm not talking about this passion or this determination or this motivation this had nothing to do with how I felt emotionally but it had everything to do with how I felt physically and and what was rising up inside of me was actually that morning's breakfast I just was not feeling good not feeling well and as I was approaching the completion of that first lap of that half mile loop I I just yacked I I just threw up I barfed and this was pretty much right in front of my P teacher who was calling out the times to everyone to let them know how they're doing on time uh yeah my P teacher said 525 which meant five minutes and 25 25 seconds and that's all on my mind even in the midst of throwing up and I try to keep running but my P teacher says stop you're done like no more you're not feeling good so you're not running anymore and so yeah that was yeah I guess that was a traumatic experience back in the third grade but it's interesting well I bring that up because it's interesting how I went from that experience in the third grade to fast forward to 2011 eight years ago when I just decided to start running again It was more out of trying to de-stress, figuring that, okay, I just needed to work out or maybe go jog, decided to go jog on a track, uh, jogged a mile, and actually felt really good. I felt like I de-stressed quite well by jogging that mile. Not that it was was easy, but I did it. And uh, the next day, I think I jogged a mile again, felt good. A few days later, jogged a mile mile and a half. That felt good. And so I kept going and going and going. And before I knew it, I was crazy enough to sign up for a half marathon. And it's funny because when you put your money down for a race, there's just something that clicks inside of you and says, oh, I got to train because I put the money down. Um, So anyway, ever since then, I have been running, have enjoyed running. I run recreationally, have had the, the privilege of doing privilege and joy, I should say, of running about 25 races. That is an estimate, and that would be a lowball estimate. Those are the ones that I could personally count and remember. It might be a little bit more than that, but definitely at least 25 races that I can remember. And out of the 25, I've had the joy of running five full marathons, all of them the LA Marathon or the Los Angeles Marathon. And it's a very, very nice course, actually. And I I think it's actually a pretty good first-timers marathon, especially if you live in the Southern Southern California area. Course is nice. It it starts at Dodger Stadium, and then it ends at Santa Monica near the pier. You kind of get to jog and and journey and adventure through some of the landmarks of LA, which, which is quite nice. I've done some full marathons, a couple of half marathons, quite a number of 5Ks, I think 110K, some triathlons, kind of on the shorter distance side, so the sprint distance triathlons. And then in the past few years, I've grown an interest in trail running and doing trail races in which you're pretty much running on a dirt trail out there in nature. And it's it's a little bit of a different challenge because you you have a lot of rolling hills, a lot of uphills, downhills, but it's just so beautiful and it's so different from road running because you're usually, you know, literally off the beaten path and just being able to enjoy nature as you're jogging 
and running and exercising. There's just something so neat about that. Yeah, so uh, one of the things I like to do is running. The second thing I really, really, really like to do is anything that's outdoorsy. So I love outdoor adventures. I love to camp. I love hiking. And speaking of hiking, I actually, within the past year, have done two hikes, which are so memorable, and they're kind of more once-in-a-lifetime kind of deals. But last September, I had the awesome experience of doing the Half Dome hike at Yosemite National Park. And yes, the permits are so hard to secure because they're through a lottery system and the odds of landing a permit are quite small, quite difficult, but was somehow able to get it. Uh, Did it with friends and it was great. It took pretty much the whole day. Unforgettable experience. Definitely was looking forward to that hike, did the hike, and it was amazing. Top part is a little bit scary because there's a cables portion, which some of you might have heard of, and I was actually kind of fearing for my life, and that's not to be dramatic, but I was holding on for dear life, but got to the top, got back down, and it's an experience that I'm never going to forget. So uh, that's one hike that I've done within the past year that's been amazing. And then the second hike that I've also done within the past year and which has been amazing as well is the Narrows hike at Zion National Park in southern Utah. Oh man, it's that's another beautiful hike as well. So the Narrows hike, it's basically a hike where you kind of traverse an adventure through a river that flows through a canyon. And most people do it during the summer because, you know, you have to wade in and through water. And so naturally, you know, summer it's warm. And so even though the water temperature is a little bit cold uh, because the air temperatures are pretty hot, it's bearable. But my friends and I, we did this at the end of December in the winter and it's cold, but it's totally doable because there are places that run out these dry suits, which basically keep water out and keep you warm. And so I was able to do that. Just such an incredible experience, especially in the winter, because it's not as crowded. But definitely not going to forget that trip either. But yeah, both the Half Dome hike at Yosemite and the Narrows hike at Zion were two memorable outdoor experiences that I'll never forget. And if I ever had the chance to do it again... I would do it again in a heartbeat. So yeah, so all that to say, I love outdoor adventures. The third thing that I like to play slash watch is sports. I love, love, love sports. I love trying and playing all sorts of sports. If there's a ball or a disc or anything that moves, count me in. I love it. I grew up playing a lot of different sports. I think my dad was really good about playing catch with me, and I think that's how I got really got into sports. So we would throw around a football, throw around a baseball, shoot some hoops, and that really got me into, um, really got me into sports. And yeah, just love watching it too. There's just something about sports that's so special that a lot of people can connect with. Um, you know, regardless of language or culture. So I love sports as well. And then uh, I would say the fourth and final thing that I like to do is I really, really like to help people. I love it when I'm able to draw from my own experiences, from my own stories, from my own testimonies, and I can use that to inspire or guide other people, whether they're friends or acquaintances or even strangers, to kind of help guide them through a particularly difficult or challenging or nervous time in their lives. 
And the way that I've tangibly seen this happen is, uh, especially with college students, since I'm post-college now and in my early 30s, all throughout the past few years, I have really enjoyed talking with college students and enjoyed getting to know them, uh, see what's going on in their lives, and being able to answer their questions based on my experiences. Now, I am by no means an expert. Um, if anything, I am an expert in my own experiences and in my own life, but I by no means profess to have the answers to everything, and if I don't know, I simply say I don't know, or I'm not sure. But that being said, love it when other people are able to relate to my experiences and are able to use that to help potentially guide them or be really inspired by certain things that I've been through. So it could even be what I had perceived to be a failure at the time, it happened, but how I was able to work my way through that, just accept the situation for what it is at that moment, but do what I can to get out of it and uh, end up in a better situation. And so I love it when I'm able to share stories and help people out. So yeah, that's in a nutshell, those are the things that I like. And I think that naturally leads me to uh, the final part of this podcast episode. So I had talked about doing this 30 before 30 series. And again, the whole point of the series is to uh, talk about some things that I wish I had maybe done differently um, before I hit the age of 30. And I will clarify that I am very happy with where I am right now. And I feel like nothing was a waste up to this point in my life. But at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of fun and insightful to look back and see what things I might have done differently or to reflect on opportunities that maybe I should have taken advantage of earlier. So uh, very excited to go into this. And I should also add that I don't want anyone listening to this podcast that's older than me in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s, etc. to think that, oh, like, because I'm doing this series on 30 before 30, if you know, if you're past your 30s and you haven't done these things, then then your life is terrible. It's nothing like that. I feel like these are things that might apply to people who are older than me and wiser than me. So I don't want anyone to feel like I'm being pretentious or being prideful. If anything, I my goal here is to be reflective and and to think through things and to help me process through all of what I've been through, uh, but also maybe help some of you out and maybe encourage some of you to uh, pursue some things that you might otherwise not pursue. With that being said, I will cover about five or six today. I, I plan for this to be a multi-episode series, so we'll start with part one of 30 before 30. And for number one, I would say that one thing I wish I had done before I hit the age of 30 was to read more books. Growing up, I really loved reading. And uh, so this was during elementary school and maybe even up to the beginning of middle school. And then for whatever reason, once the later years of middle school hit and high school hit and college hit, I just did not like reading for enjoyment. And it wasn't until about a year ago that I rediscovered my love for reading. And I, at the time, so about a year ago, I had kind of caught this fever of being more knowledgeable about personal finance. So I would start by reading online articles. And the more I read those articles, the more I realized that they often referred to what people refer to as kind of the classics, the classic books of personal finance. 
And it was that which prompted me to start reading those personal finance books. So uh, some good examples would be uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then a, a newer book that I guess it can't really be called a classic right now, but I think could eventually become a classic is Unshakable by Tony Robbins. It covers a lot of good long-term personal finance concepts and principles. And so, uh, yeah, I, I developed this love for reading, or redeveloped this love for reading starting about a year ago. And this year so far, I've been able to read two books. I'm working on my third book and the two books that I've read so far. The first one is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. I think it's a great book, especially because it really explores the concept of how how motivation is in some ways bogus. How it's not so much about motivation, but it's more about being able to make decisions within a five-second window, which is why uh, the book is titled The Five-Second Rule. Uh, Mel Robbins, she goes through this concept about how really decisions, we make up decisions in five seconds or less. And if typically if you don't make a decision to do something within those five seconds, you probably won't do it for a while or never, never do it again or never even have the opportunity to, to say yes I'm going to do it again. So uh, she does this, she mentions this thing about counting down from five, where you go five, four, three, two, one, go. And before um, those five seconds are up, uh, if you feel that you need to do something, then you go do it. So very, very, very good book. I'd say it's a pretty easy read. There are a lot of examples that she puts in there from um, her followers and from her readers that I think she basically pulled from um, Facebook posts or Instagram posts and things like that. So uh, I feel like in that way, it's a little bit of fluff. Uh, it does help to know that there are real world examples out there. But as far as the content of her book, I think it's pretty solid. And if anyone uh, kind of wants a kick in their butt or kick in the butt and uh, kind of wanted to just get back at it in life, I think that's a great book to read. And the second book I've read this year is a book by Jen Sincero. And the book that I read was You Are a Badass Every Day. And uh, kind of similar to Mel Robbins, but Jen really goes into some practical things that we can do to better our lives. And I think what I really appreciate about Jen, even though I don't agree with everything she says, but I think one thing I really, really do agree with what she says is how important mindset is how important it is that if our goal is to be successful, then for us to be able to imagine ourselves already in that successful position. So whether that's owning certain things, living in certain places, doing certain things, starting there and then rewinding back to the here and now and living our lives as if we're already experiencing that success. And it sounds like such a simple concept, but why that's so powerful is that when we do that, when we when we work backwards and when we live as if we're already successful, it tends to change our habits. It tends to force us to realign and live our lives differently, live our lives more confidently, more victoriously, and with a lot more passion and a lot less worry and a lot less anxiety. And so, yeah, that's, that's been a great book. I'm actually also reading another book by Jen Sincero, similarly titled, You Are a Badass at Making Money. And that's that's been good as well. 
I've really been soaking up reading. I think I would even say that reading those two books has inspired me to start a blog and start this podcast. So kudos to those ladies for being that source of inspiration. And that is number one as far as my uh, 30 before 30 segment goes. Which takes us to number two. Number two, I would say that I wish I had saved more for retirement before turning 30. 30. And the thing is that I grew up with a somewhat financially savvy father. He would, I remember he would always listen to radio talk shows that dealt with personal finance, investing, and money. And so I conceptually understood certain things, but I didn't know a lot of things. And I did put some money in towards my retirement in my 20s, but I could have done a lot more. I think I didn't, or I know I didn't understand the concept of maxing out um, the employer match when it comes to things like 401ks and things along that nature. But yeah, I really wish I saved more. And I know, you know, people say that hindsight is always 2020. But looking back, if I had invested more, so I started working full time starting about 2012, 2013 around then. And looking at where the stock market is now compared to back then, (laughs) man, if I had put more money in starting back then, my retirement savings could be a lot more now. Of course, and and again, hindsight is 2020, but that is one thing that I wish I did more. Like that's one thing I wish I did differently. But even now it's not too late. Uh, I've been saving a lot and so that's been good. But yeah, just um, I'd say that was definitely a missed opportunity. Definitely wish I could have done that more, but it is what it is, and lesson learned, and I move on and learn from it. Um, The third thing I wish I had done before I turned 30 is to eat out less. Oh my goodness, during my 20s, I ate out a lot and you know i just i just ate out a lot i don't know how else to put it it was convenient i didn't think it was that expensive turns out i was wrong it was a very costly habit but yeah i really wish i didn't eat out as much and i could have used that money that i did to eat out and spent it on other things other things that had a more lasting impact so that's definitely one thing that i kind of lament but i'm glad that i'm learning now Uh, So I've been eating out a lot less. These days, the reason that I eat out is because I'm hanging out with other people. But uh, when it comes to things like eating lunch at work or even eating at home, if I'm by myself, I'm just going to whip something up, cook something up at home and eat. That tends to be a lot healthier tends to be a lot cheaper. And so that's, you know, that's the whole combination of controlling my waistline and my wallet. So yeah, I definitely wish I ate out less, but nonetheless, it's okay. Uh, Again, lesson learned. It's not too late now, but definitely one thing I wish I did differently in my 20s. And I go to number four, and this is kind of a random one, but I wish that I had tried fencing. That's right fencing. And I'm not talking about, you know, putting up a fence in the backyard or the front yard. So not like that kind of fencing, but the Olympic sport of fencing, like Three Musketeers fencing. That's something that I had thought about doing in my 20s. And I did go to kind of an intro fencing class when I was, how old was I? When I was, I think, 25 or so, I want to say. I really wish I kept it up. 
partially because for a first timer, I think I did pretty well. And so there's always that question of, well, if I kept up with it, could I have been pretty darn good? And the thing is, I'll never know unless I re-pursue it. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, I'm, you know, I'm in my early 30s. Like, what point is there to kind of pursue it now? But regardless, I really wish that I had basically tried fencing more during my 20s before I hit 30. So definitely random, but definitely true. True story. And for today, I'll, I will cover the fifth and final thing I wish I did before I turned 30. And that is, I wish I looked into more opportunities to develop myself personally and professionally. These days, I've been looking a lot into how to better myself. And one big way I've done that is through reading, reading books, which I've, which I've already shared. But the second way I want to do this is by finding more opportunities to put myself out there and learn more things. So it would be things like looking for networking opportunities, maybe attending some mixers, you know, getting my name out there, letting people know what I do, what my interests are, what my passions are, and also to attend some professional conferences. For example, one conference that I'm looking at right now for this calendar year is a podcasting conference uh, that's going to be held in Orlando, Florida this year. And that conference, I believe, is called Podcast Movement. I am looking to um, possibly attend Podcast Movement 2019 this year in Orlando, Florida. So that's a thought. I think one reason why I never thought really thought about attending these conferences or professional development opportunities before or previously was that it costs money to attend, right? And especially if it's not within a local area, then that's travel costs, accommodation costs, in addition to conference registration costs. But I'm realizing more and more that these opportunities aren't sunk costs. It's an opportunity to invest in myself and potentially unlock something that helps me reach the next level. And and so that's one thing that I'm um, actively doing now that I wish I had done before but actively looking for opportunities even if they're not local opportunities the way i see it is that i can i can make a trip out of it i can enjoy traveling getting to meet new people and so yeah hopefully i follow up on what i'm saying right now but i am schedule permitting i am very much looking to attend podcast movement 2019 later this year that pretty much wraps up part one of the 30 before 30 series so uh, hopefully that gives you an idea of how this series will continue on in future episodes but i wanted to provide a little glimpse into some of the lessons learned that i have experienced and processed through especially in the past year or so and with that being said i I am going to go ahead and sign off on my first podcast episode i'm not even sure if the audio came out okay Hopefully, if it did not, it's something that I could uh, do some editing for. But yes, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is episode one, which is the launch of the Daily Treasure podcast. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, and signing off. Hey, everyone. That concludes this episode of the Daily Treasure podcast. Make sure to check out my website at dailytreasurer.com, that's dailytreasurer.com, 
to check out some other content that I have that's not specific to this podcast. And remember, until next time, give thanks, count your blessings, and treasure life daily.